What? We're live. We're on. What is up, y'all? It is your girl, Sarah from Sarah Styles here. I am like ridiculously excited. I say this for everyone, but I was just talking with Leslie for like 10 minutes while we were getting things set up and she is absolutely amazing. You guys are going to love this live. Um, she is just such a good person, lots of knowledge, but just a great person. I'm excited to talk with her. Um, if you are new to my channel, I am a reseller on various different platforms. And then I also do data analytics. This channel and my Instagram are dedicated to data analytics to help you figure out how to hit your monetary goals, figure out what is working for you so that you can reach your goals. I have two analytical dashboards for sale on Etsy. The link for those down below um, if you're watching this in a recording as well. Make sure to subscribe to this and hit a like if you like content like this. So with Without further ado, I'm going to bring on Leslie. She is Leslie, a reseller's passion um, on Instagram, YouTube, all the places she's going to tell us too. She does all the things, y'all. Like, like, and then I also started this and this and this. Um, she does so much stuff and she does it so well. If you are not following her, I you have to go follow her. She is just such a great person in the community. And just she was telling me about some other projects that she's working on that aren't even reselling. She's just an amazing person. So um, Leslie is here. She has been reselling. I didn't print off your bio. So I'm actually going to, it's been a little chaotic around here um, with home. I'm now a homeschooling mom. Um, we are remote learning now. So yeah, that's fun. Um, what is up, Tori? What's up, Nick? Bill? Um, so it's been a little chaotic. So I don't have your bio. So I'm going to actually let you say a little, a couple of things just so I don't say it wrong. I mean, I know a little bit about you, but I don't want to say it wrong. So tell us a little bit about you, how you got into reselling um, and all that jazz. Okay. I'm going to try to squeeze 50 years in a, a minute. Yeah, right. <laughs> so my, my name is Leslie Tucker, originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I currently reside in Newark, Delaware, home of the University of Delaware, where the main people have the virus. Um, so I am married to Thomas, who is Pressure Dude X. We have a blended family of 10 children. He has five. I have five. That makes me tired just thinking about it. It have... makes me tired too, girl. <laughs> Granddaughter, who's six. And then Thomas has three additional grandsons. And I am by trade a professional baker, a crochet designer. And my last job here in Delaware, I was a lead or supervising lunch lady. I've been a manager of many restaurants and I'm still certified so I can work if I choose to. I have been, it'll be four years this April that I've been reselling on the Poshmark app. Okay. And so you sell on various platforms. I, I mean, I've been following you. I know that you stopped on eBay for a bit, but then you mentioned it the other day. Like what platforms are you on right now? So I am currently on Poshmark and Etsy and that's what I'm on. Poshmark. I, I, I right. do give up eBay, but what I want to tell people, do what works for you. But, and then I will tell you, I have a lot of experience with eBay because when I decided I wanted to become a full-time seller, I've been home a year and a half. I opened up two eBay stores and they were the platform. eBay was the platform that allowed me to come home. So I worked eBay. My husband's been selling on eBay for 15 or more years. So I for people who think that I have a hate for eBay, I don't. I have experience. So then I've made a decision that works for me and what fills my spirit. And it's Poshmark and Etsy. I was just getting a little too stressed with it. 
So I just made a decision that, you know what? I've made enough money. Uh, my goal was to come home in six months. I was able to come home in three months after saving. I saved emergency fund. I set up three uh, accounts, worked my butt off 80 hours a week, and I was able to send in my letter of resignation. So You are like a born hustler. We were talking before this chat about all of your experience before that. Um, but I want to know, and it's not hate. Like, I don't think there's hate. And I absolutely agree with you. There is. So Leslie has a, a ebook that she just put out. Um, and I was reading through it. And I did not know that there was that many. One of your pages is like 25. I mean, there is like a ton of platforms out there. Yeah. Um, and so you have to pick what works for you. Um, you can't possibly, I mean, and maybe you can do all of them and that's what works for you. But I want to know, um, and not in a negative way, but why you decided to go with the platforms that you went with and gave up the eBay. So I'll start with eBay first. eBay really to me was the, the no brainer was the fees with eBay. And for me also with eBay is with any platform, you have to kind of feed it. Like I call eBay the beast where you have to constantly feed the beast. Whereas Poshmark, you you don't, I don't believe you have to list every single day. That's just how I feel about it. The social aspect of it is enough to move your items. Poshmark just wants you to give it love. If you think about it like that, eBay, you got to go serious with eBay. You can't just put your stuff up there. You have to list about 20 items a day or something like that in, in order to see some movement. I mean, they do have like offer to watchers and, you know, you can drop your prices and things like that. But I just feel like eBay. So you eBay. So we, I had an eBay live last night and you popped on a little bit. Um, you think eBay, the most important thing is listing every single, like that yeah. is, is getting yeah. you. I think, I think listing every day. And I, from me, per, and the reason I know that is because that's what my husband does. Yeah, right. He, and that's what I've heard from most yeah. people. On. Yeah. Yeah. He, and, and, and I, and when I first started reselling, I didn't, I didn't mention it. I was just doing it really casually. I was just doing it and I felt because I wanted to spend time with my husband. That was the whole reason why I started. He was retired. Oh, let's do something that will build our relationship. That's why I started because of him. People think it's the reverse. And then we were able to go source and have lunch together, have breakfast together. And it just brought us closer and we have something in common. Business is too separate because he has a different set of a thought process than I do. I'm more women. He's more men. Rugged, he does a lot of shoes. Yeah. Does he do shoes? I feel like you told he does me a lot. We it's a, he has a thousand pair of shoes in our basement. Yeah, I thought you told me that. So he has racks and racks and bins of shoes and things down there. So he sells mostly men's shoes, and he's just started getting into women's fashion the last three years or so, and just kind of playing around. Like he really doesn't know brands because he'll come home with probably like twenty pairs of shoes and say, "Pick what you want." And um, I'll take some shoes. And he's like, that's not going to sell. And I'll come down and tap him on the shoulder. Sweetie, I sold these boots for $100. And he'll go, what? You know, so he's more the men rugged and kind of playing around with women's. Yeah, women are kind of hard. And I feel like, I mean, I don't feel like it's hard because I've been a woman my whole life, mm -hmm. right? Because my husband will do the same thing. He's like, that is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Karen. <laughs> I'm like, watch, it'll. this is going to go real quick. And it's <laughs> not. But there are some really ugly things that you don't yeah. have. You have to know what ugly. Oh, is. sure. Especially when you're looking at vintage too. You like feel like, are, do you think that's going to sell? But then you never know. You go and comp it. You never know what people. That's why I like going to the bins because I can pick something up and, and figure out pay like fifty to eighty cents for it and say, you know, let me comp it and see. Get that at home. Get it home and it sells for really well. You know. So do you shop mostly at the bins? See, I have a whole list and I haven't even gotten mm -hmm. any. 
I figured we wouldn't do that because we were all just going to chat for an hour. So, so do you I, we do. Okay. We do. Um, 95% of my shopping is at the bins. And this is the funny thing. When I, Thomas and I have always been thrifters. I, that's how I raised my children at five and I went through some economical challenges. So my children grew up in the thrift store. It was no second thought for them. And I wish I knew about reselling, you know, 20 years ago. But you couldn't really do it. You couldn't really like that. And then eBay started kind of coming on slowly, but that's when I was going through some challenges in my like my previous marriage and stuff. So I really didn't have time for that. But I I do kind of wish. So they were already used to that. When I met Thomas eight years ago, now eight and a half years ago, that the outlet was moving from the city of Wilmington to Newcastle, which is only 15 minutes. So literally we've been shopping at the bins for eight years. And um, my children, when we, the year that we moved here, they loved it. My girls were all home. We had six girls between us that were home with seven of them all together. And we would just give them Oh my gosh. Yeah. Your poor husband. Oh my God. We, we, we <laughs> give them a cart. <laughs> we give them a cart for the bins and everybody could just get what they, they loved it. It was like a treasure hunt. And oh, yeah. everyone well, could, you can get whatever you want. You're like, exactly. you can get whatever you want. So yeah. it was, it was just a normal process for me going to the outlet. And so even a few months ago, I was doing a live on Instagram and I, Thomas could hear me. And then as soon as it was done, he knocks on my office door and says, sweetie, What's the bins? And I said, well, that's what people, we had been going for eight years. See, yeah. I was like, the bins was something I learned at from the reselling community. So I've been, the bins, Thomas is there probably almost every day. And he said, uh, I'm gonna tell you guys who else is on. He's, he said, I could never cheat on you because everyone knows you here. He says, you're Leslie's husband. You're Leslie's husband at the post office, everything. So I think it's like really cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, and you do, you notice at, especially at the bins, and even I do a lot of retail thrift stores, but you start to see like this, and like, you can tell who resellers are, um, especially at the bins. Most people at the bins are yeah. resellers, but it's like a little community. Like I usually yeah. go on a certain day at a certain time and you see all the same mm-hmm. people and you're like, hey, how was your week? Yeah. And, um, all of that. And then the same, I do post office pickup just because okay. I have little kids and I don't want to take them to the yeah. post office because that would take me like an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me, I remember those days. <laughs> yeah, with my two-year-old. And then like, he's still, this is why they're doing the isolation right now because two-year-olds lick everything. Yeah, like, they do. They pick stuff up off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. It's gross. It's like, well, you guys are always sick. It's like, yeah, because my two-year-old licks everything. Like you yeah. can't. Anyway, that's not the purpose of this. But on that note, I did want to touch a little bit on um, kind of what's going on and people having to stay indoors. Um, I don't know if stores around you have closed down, but I know a lot of places um, you're not able to source and we need to bring in income in... um, I mean, you're a full-time reseller. This is what you do. So I want, I don't want to get political with things um, so much, but this is the life that we're living right now. Any tips and tricks of things that you're doing to help um, get that income coming in as things are changing? Well, my um, routine is really almost the same as it's been in addition to some other things. And I'll talk about those in a minute. My sourcing, I'm really strict on my sourcing. Um, A lot of people don't believe it, but I don't like to shop. I never have. I'm not that fashion girl. I'd rather go to Walmart than Macy's, you know, pair of jeans, Converse. So I'm not big on shopping. So that was the hardest part for me when it came to reselling. Um, Thomas, he shopped for me the first year. I didn't Um, yeah, he, I just tell him, give me some women's stuff and whatever he bought home, I sold. And you can just imagine some of the stuff that was coming in the door. So I- well, That is really weird because most resellers do it for the shopping and then they're like, oh, well, I guess I should make some money out of this. Well, right? remember I started because I just wanted to spend time with him. Yeah, so right, right. I, was, I worked the job. So he would 
sourced during the day. And then whatever he brought home, that's when I would kind of like process it and we would spend time together and take photos and things like that. So I am really strict with my sourcing. I do a lot of relisting on Poshmark. Mm -hmm. Now, when I first started, I was doing eBay, remember? So I did a lot on eBay and it was easier because I could take whatever he gave me and just sell it. But now- And relisting on eBay is so much easier. Like yeah. sell similar. <laughs> yeah, sell similar. So sell similar. I know. And that's the thing. And it just fills everything in for you. Poshmark, listen to that. But then <laughs> so I do a lot of relisting. 65% of my sourcing is relisting. So I sit several times a month and I relist and it gives me a chance to figure out what I want to get rid of or whatever. So mm -hmm. that's really important. And, and then I only source about once or twice a month. That's how I because I have access to the bins, I try to get a lot in that amount of time. And it's not because I'm like being frugal or anything. I just don't know what's going to happen. Little did I know I prepared for what is going on now, where I would go get enough things to keep me sustained. So I have I have a lot of products. And then I, if I need some stuff, I can get some stuff from my husband, you know. But then the other thing that I'm doing is branching kind of a lot outside of reselling, but it's still things that resellers could do. Of course, I have the ebook. If you want to do something, if you have knowledge, friends, create some digital products. It doesn't have to be an ebook. Sarah is can tell you she has her dashboard. There are other ways to make money than to just resell. You know, I would love to get rid of product. <laughs> you know, so I have ebook and I have recipes and I have all kinds of digital products. I just started adding a couple boutique items. I um oh so buying like wholesale um yes but very small but I'm not selling that stuff on Poshmark I have two websites that I'm going to be selling on the reason that I'm not is because I don't want to deal with well I don't want to deal with the shipping so yeah. when I have my products I can price whatever I want I don't think people I just I think it's going to be a challenge for people who sell like earrings and things to get that seven dollars you know, I've been telling people to bundle things together. So you have to a lot of people I know. Yeah. A lot of people I know who have those is solely to have bundles. We do have people. I get, I'm so bad at this because people are joining us and I like to go into our conversation that I'm not looking at the comments. So let me just breeze through these. I don't mean to cut you off. Um, Ashley says, are her spirit animal? Um, girly girl. So Bill, his husband says, with you, Leslie getting there though. Ashley loves thrifting and shopping, but if I'm actually shopping for myself or my family, I would definitely go wherever is cheaper. Um, yeah. And that's so I grew up as a family of six and we grew up thrifting. Similar story. Um, Leslie's out there conquering the world. She absolutely is. True. Um, that's my husband who's on. He said that yeah. she's a boss. <laughs> um, Ashley Jackson, it's really hard to sell the earrings and stuff on Posh. And she says she's looking into digital download stuff. Yeah. And so I do. We were chatting a little bit about this before. Um, you do all the things you and you you just start doing it we live in a world where like like i started youtube i i even have a youtube uh account before i started youtube mm -hmm. um and you can just do it and learn but do you have any tips for people like Ashley's gonna start looking into downloading stuff or things like if you, i'm looking for my charger because i'm my computer's about no worries <laughs> um <laughs> for getting things started or ways to make money outside of it. I mean, everyone knows the YouTube and maybe a podcast, but other ideas and how do you even get started with it? Well, just since you said that I just released the podcast episode, 25 things to do if you're stuck in a house and it gives you a lot of information and yeah. a video as well here on YouTube. Um, but 
there's so much. This is the thing that people forget. They forget to tap into their own potential. Like Tori, I love what she's doing, you know, um, sewing, needlepoint. Um, but I used to be a crochet designer. Like these for eight years, I made a lot of money making hats, gloves, and things like that. Think about what you have that you can contribute to society. So the same information, the same most ugh, advice I'm going to give you is what I give my children. Write down about 10 things that you know that you can do. Do you speak a second language? Can you write? Can you draw? Can you paint? Can you knit? You don't know. Can you do pottery? Something that you did on the side and then you had a family and you had to go to school or whatever. So that stopped you. Now you're home. Your boss just said, we don't need you for a month. What is it that you can do to start making some money right now? There are also websites, Teachable. Um, there's a couple other more. I can just reach out to me. I can give them to you where you can create your own courses. If you're a teacher who's home and let's talk about a teacher that probably doesn't even have any children. So they don't have to teach anyone at home. They don't have to worry about the homeschooling aspect, but you already have something to bring to the table. You may not want to teach the English as you're teaching at school, but yeah. you have another skill. You already know how to stand in front of a classroom and deliver a lesson. So and that's a big thing. So I went, I went to school to be a teacher um, and I didn't end up doing it. But I mean, you learn to do that. And people, like, teachers don't realize that like not everybody knows how to do that yeah. and how to like build content yeah. so that people can understand. Yeah. And in the reselling community, like you can get all of this information for free. Yeah. You have YouTube channels, but people will pay to like, okay, I only want, I, I have 30 minutes. What yeah. can you teach me? And you have a lot of information. Yeah. I, I, I wrote an ebook and it's selling. So yeah. My, and it's amazing. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I've gone through and it's great because I mean, a lot of the information is things that like I could search for on the internet or I could scroll through Facebook pages and learn it that it's taken me a year and a half to learn half of what's in your book where I would have absolutely like, you know, like ever taken a course and stuff. Um, and I think there is some stigma in, and this is why I'm saying it, I've heard some stigma in the community, like don't charge for stuff. It's free. Charge for that. Like I am still paying off my college degree for learning things like if you have knowledge, charge for it and figure out, tap into what you have that you can share. And I want to piggyback on this. That's probably the only thing that makes me sad in this community is that people think that you shouldn't charge for something. Every other business is charging. Every other niche, every other brand is charging for the knowledge. Every time I go on somewhere, it's by my course. I can teach you this. I can do that. Why shouldn't the reselling community? Now, the issue is it could be some of the things that they're trying to sell. But my thing is, if someone wants to buy what you have, mm -hmm. sell it. Yeah. The people who are fussing, they don't want it. So don't worry about that. But one thing is I never worry about somebody else because my money's not in their hands. Right. They're not paying my bills. I only answer to me and my husband. And I've been that way since I've left home that no one puts their hand in my pocket. So you figure out what works for you. Don't let anyone stop you. If you have something to teach, just like Sarah said, if they want the knowledge, because it took me a long, it took me hours and hours to kind of go on and look for the information. I knew That's a lot. Funny. But I don't know everything. Sarah and I were talking about this when we got on. There's a lot that we're not going to go. I'm only Leslie. I'm a grain, of sand, a grain of sand in this world. Sarah knows something. Tori and Bill know something. You know, Denali knows something. It's so much information. 
if you are if you're doing something and somebody contacts you and says, "Oh, do you know can can you teach me how to do this?" I wrote this book oh, because yeah. the reason I wrote this book, I had already started another book. I have three books that I have outlined already. Okay, I wasn't even going to do an ebook, but for some reason, in one day, twenty people were sending me messages, and I was like, "I love to talk to people." But like today, I just don't feel like it. So I started drafting that ebook and yeah. it was so, basic. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Ashley is asking, where is the book for sale and what's the name of it? Is so, it, and I have your link down below to your Instagram. Is it in that link? Yeah, so if you click the link, I have, a, a lot of people have link tree, whatever. Mine is just a campsite link. Everything's in there. So it's also a companion journal you can purchase as well. But it's called the Reseller Survival Guide practical advice for reselling It's practical advice. It's no magic trick. No one's trying to, once you buy the book, there's nothing additional. You have to click or whatever. It's just like basic stuff, like how to start places you go. I give you like a lot of extras, like Tori, I mean, sorry, Sarah can probably tell you like bolos and um, at, I mean, um, platforms to sell on. I teach you how to create a budget, a schedule, how to prepare to become a full-time seller. I teach you how to who should be filing taxes and how to file taxes. I give you a lot of information. Then in the back, I give you some extras like Vendu and Sarah and stuff like that. So it's a, it's just practical information. There are so many resellers that were like, oh, I'm not buying from you because, and this is true, um, don't have to say anyone's name, but because they are so experienced. And I'm like, okay, there's not a big deal with me. I know a lot, but I don't know everything. Yeah. So I'm every day I'm on people's page every single day. I'm not ashamed. I am I am a teachable person. You can teach me. I'm willing to learn. Just like I read books, I'm scrolling through Instagram every day. Like if Sarah puts some boxes up there, how does Sarah get all that? Pet? So that's just how I feel about. Like she's not putting a lot of boxes up yeah, right now. Let me tell you. Yeah, <laughs> like I look at Tori and go like, well, I I don't look like Tori. But you know what? If I decide I want to model, I'm going to stand like Tori's standing. You yeah. know, so you, you're well, and that on Tori, we're getting. I, I'm trying to keep in. Me and you can just like chat forever, but I want to make sure it's <laughs> about other people. Um, Tori says exactly. Don't listen to others. Yeah. Um, and if you guys don't follow Tori, girly girl styles on yeah. YouTube and Instagram, she puts out such great content. Her, I have the pleasure of meeting Bill and Tori at Poshfest. They're two of my favorite people ever. So. Yeah, me too. I hope that I get to meet them in real life. Um, they are just they are very kind souls and just lots of really good content too. Um, sell your work. Don't let anyone devalue your time. And then Tori also says, also don't undervalue your skills. And I think that's a hard thing not to do, especially in the resellers. And I find a lot of resellers are stay at home moms and we do the same thing. Um, you know, we aren't, we have to value ourselves. And it's like, well, you're a home mom and all of the things that you're doing, you know, we're kind of, and I find that resellers are very similar to that. And all of the time and your knowledge came because you put time. You've spent three years. You've spent, your husband spent 15 years. So I'm sure some of his knowledge went into it. That's time that you've spent that you could have been doing something else. Um, yeah. You have to value that. And the way that I, I'm a numbers person, um, it's a cost benefit. If I am going to spend my time doing something, I want taking away from reselling that makes me money. It needs to replace that. Um, and maybe not right at first. Like, yeah. YouTube, not on YouTube yet, um, but it's with the idea that it is going to replace it. Um, Definitely, and I and I want to like real quick say, I, I when I if you ever listen to my videos or my podcast, I always say I can really relate to everyone. Before I was a reseller, I was a stay at home mom to five children, and I homeschooled. 
So I can relate to all that. I have a daughter who is on the autism spectrum and I have a daughter with a medical condition. So I have been through all kinds of levels. So when I speak to you, I speak to you as a regular person, not as a reseller. And I, one of the questions that Sierra was going to ask me, she was going to ask me what my name, my name meant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a reseller's passion. And the reason I'm a reseller's passion, because it's everything that Leslie's passionate about. So it doesn't keep me in a little box. I'm passionate about reading, writing, drawing, painting, crocheting, loving my family, creating content. I'm a reseller's passion. Everything that I am, that's who, that's, that's me. And you know? it comes out in all of the aspects of what you do. Um, in your your podcast is phenomenal, and even just following you on Instagram, you can see your personality and what you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. And I've mentioned this in some of my other one of my other lives. We were talking about branding, um, and it was like, well, how do you brand and how do you find something? And you find something that works for you. And you had mentioned you had talked about that, like. Can you crochet? Can you do this? Can, find something that you're good at and that you're passionate about because being an entrepreneur, you're going to put in a lot of time and work. Yeah. It's something if you're trying to do like something that's going to make you a quick buck fast, mm -hmm. you're not going to be you have to be passionate about it to be yeah. able to get the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur, especially yeah. in these times right now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a really good point because this is what happens when I try to when 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 people say to me, they want to become a, a full-time reseller. And what I say to them is, no, you don't. I say, what you want to do is prepare to become a full-time reseller. So you get the money right. Okay. Do all the background stuff and what you're not even preparing to do to be a reseller. You're preparing for life yeah. because when you set up an emergency fund, it's not for your business. My emergency fund is for my house. So now that we have a couple thousand dollars, I can kind of breathe a little bit, but yeah. it's those separate bank accounts that you're creating for your business, not your household. You're putting everything in place. Then I tell you to take some time to really think about it. I sat down with my husband and came up with a plan. I didn't just walk away from my job. Right. So you have to be realistic. Even when I started crocheting, I was at home with my children and I was just crocheting their stuff. We were really, I, I didn't have a lot of money. And I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't crocheted in 20 years. Let me see. Was making my daughter's stuff. And my friends were like, wait a minute, you made that stuff. And a small business began. But this is the thing, right? When you're doing it every day, it's not as fun as it used to be. Yes. Right. See? Because the expectation is there. But and then, are, go ahead. When you're a small business, you are like the sole person doing everything and you are now the CEO, you're the accountant, you're the social media marketing, you're that, which is good because then you have full control over it. But then you also are the person that's, and you have a sick day. You don't like no yeah. one else is working for you. You yeah. can't call in sick. Yeah. Um, and when things like what's happening right now happen, and I don't think, I mean, you all know me, I'm a numbers person. So I don't think that people necessarily realize like you have to get your money straight like you said yeah. i i don't know what you're not you but like mm -hmm. right know what your bills are and know realistically how much you're putting into taxes how much insurance costs because if you now are not having insurance from your company like insurance personally is expensive um and all of that and then do it and see if it's as fun and i'll tell yeah. you sarah made a really really important point there when I left, and, and I'm honest, and I tell people this honestly, I don't come from the perspective of I can do this business because my husband's home. Um, I, I don't really like when people say that because it kind of takes away from the other person who can't do that. Oh, I'm just doing this for fun because my husband's home. I used to tell my ladies in a group, that's okay, but don't say that because it's affecting people in a way like, 
oh, well, you know, I'm working hard over here as the stay-at-home mom, but you're like, yeah, I'm chilling, you know. Yeah. It, everyone has their why. So you, if you just say, I say, honestly, if I didn't have Thomas, I probably wouldn't be this far in my business. When I walked away from my job, I walked away from dental and vision, but Thomas already had the healthcare, which was the main thing. Like, you know, I'm okay. I wear some dentures if my teeth fall out, but if my health care, my health, I need that. And because that's what I used to do years ago, I used to be a, a medical exa examiner, claims examiner. So I know what goes into having healthcare. It's really important for, so, for those who can't get it. I hope that something comes in the future that you can. But that is why I was able to take that step because I have, again, I have a daughter who has a medical condition. She has a shunt. I have to have her insured, you know? So well, it's, it's really important. Yeah, mm -hmm. no way. So I have been doing upcycling on and off for like 15 or 20 years. It's never, I guess I'm kind of a full-time reseller now, but I don't qualify myself as a full-time reseller because I'm not making an income that would sustain right. my family. Because right. you can't, I mean, to be a reseller and make enough to yeah. do health insurance for a family of five, like, right. no, I'm not making that much. Yeah. I am putting in more than full-time hours. Yeah. And so if that's what you want to consider it, um, but there's just lots of things to consider when you're doing this for sure. Um, and I don't even know where that started. I haven't even asked one question, Leslie. <laughs> we're 30 yeah, minutes we're in. Good, it's still knowledgeable. We're having a really great conversation. Oh, yeah. No, it's a great. I knew it would be this way. So, But I just wanted to have questions um, just in case. So we talked about the platforms that you sell on. Um, oh, I wanted to ask you. So on your Instagram, you recently posted that you don't do offer to likers yeah. anymore. So yeah. talk, I mean, I read the post and stuff. But talk to me um, and the peeps watching about kind of your theory behind that and so I'm always going to um, talk about Poshmark in such a positive way. And a lot of the content that I put out, I do it specifically so people can have conversation more than anything else. And it's my real life stuff, but I, I, I spin it in such a way that I'm not being negative about it because I want people to have dialogue and really think about some things. So I love Poshmark. It is my love. That's why I'm not giving it up. Now, I've been doing it since 2016, so it was a little different back then. Yeah, right. It kind of built up, like the, I can't even imagine the people who started in the beta, but it kind of built up. So I saw it when it was only four pictures, and it was the same year that men's and children's came out. So it was really starting, but it, but it was kind of cool because you could share, and we didn't really have all the features. Yeah, right. You get you get your sale, you get your sale. And I tell you, I was selling some stuff that wasn't even like the best, but Thomas would bring and I was always making sales. That's how I knew I had the confidence to go, oh, okay, you know, I could probably do this a little bit. But it changed so much, I think, that closet clear outs and all the things, it's the expectation that we should send an offer. That now that someone likes it we should send an offer. Now that someone creates a bundle, we should we should you know send an offer. I think nothing against my customers. I've been in customer service for years, online, offline, internal, external. I believe in servicing my customers, but it does after a while kind of get to you when you're like, oh, the only way I'm going to make some money is to send them a discount. Well, Poshmark puts it in your face. I was talking yes. about, maybe with Tori, I was talking about this, but it's like, uh, yeah, Tori and um, Shop Foxborough, I don't know if you know Brittany, but we were talking mm -hmm. about that, how it is like constantly, yeah. even closet clear out, like every, I don't even pay attention to when they do yeah. it anymore. No. And I've it. never done, I've never um, dropped my prices for closet clear. I've done offer likers. And if you go back to episodes in the pot, Cast, I have talked about, and that was way on. That was probably like last June. I talked about 
off for the Lakers. Like, oh, I sat this weekend and I did off for the Lakers. One, I would only probably do it like once a month. That made more sense than every time somebody, you know, I'm like, believe my my philosophy, if they want it, they'll they'll take it. You know, I'm going to have 40 likes sitting there. I, I don't, as soon as somebody likes it, I'm not sending offers. As soon as somebody bundles, I'm not sending offers. Cause I'm like, if they really, really want it, they will buy it. That's just my mentality. I've been in business. I've been making sales. So I feel that way. And it was like bothering me a little bit. Now, if someone sends me an offer, of course, I'm considering and taking that offer. All the sales that I made last week, well, I made four sales last weekend and two of those were full price, but then two were offers, but only like a few dollars off. Wow. That I appreciate so much, but I don't, I feel, I kind of felt like I was like chasing people, you yeah. know? Like, I almost feel like I'm so thirsty, yeah. like trying yeah. to get. Yeah. And it, and it took, and then the, and it's like once so, and then what I also tell people is I don't take away from the fact that when I started, I was straight up hobbyist. I was literally giving stuff away because I really just was doing it as a hobby, no business, nothing. My husband was, but I was like, we're dating. That's all I care about. You know, yeah. and I, could, I could pay for my daughter's lunch account. She went to a special school, so I had to pay. I worked in a school district where it was free lunch, but I had to pay for her. And on Friday, I didn't feel, have to feel guilty about going to Wawa and get myself a coffee. And yeah. that's the story that I tell, which is the truth. So the money wasn't as important, but once I've seen a lot of people on Poshmark in the data analytics that I've done and, you know, looking at different things, I think that is very much the Poshmark yeah. community. Um, mm -hmm. It's not like where eBay, you put the time, like you see a lot more yeah. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah. This is my business, yeah. and not to say that there aren't business people right. on well, Poshmark. Right? Yeah, and it's more of like a hobbyist. Like I just exactly, and that's what I try to in the community. Why I try to be that soft voice. But in a motherly nudging way, like stop pretending like and stop being so mean now to your customers or being mean in the community where we all started from the beginning. Somebody told us about this app. My sister told me about this app. I, you know, my husband bought me some stuff, but other people's stories are they pulled stuff out of their closet and they were selling it. Now and they're like, oh, I'm a business. But last year I wanted $20 for this pair of boots and now I want $100 for this pair of boots. And I can't understand. And I'm like, well, when they started it, it was to pull stuff out of your closet and sell it. And someone said, oh, wow, I can make some money. But now it just it hurts me when business when people are like, yeah, I got to You know, if you can be successful with your business, I want you to be. But be people who are new are going to see this. And how do they take it? Because not everyone wants to make money. There's a mommy who only, she has a, a budget she and her husband figured out and she only needs to make 200 extra dollars. So her selling her stuff at $10 an item is going to help her make that $200. So why would you say, I can't believe people are charging $10 now. And I come right out and say, girl, you don't know my husband will be some, some um, dance goals. And I sold those for $5. Yeah. Yeah. And that's your, like, that's your prerogative. That too. Exactly. It just, you're, something is flawed in your business model if you have to put others down to make your business work. Um, look at what they're doing and what, like that's what's working for them and figure out how to change what you're doing for everyone for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, on the, other, the final say, that's that's what I say. It's worth what the, the customer actually paid for it, not what you think it's worth. Yes. So if it sold for $50, that's what it was worth. Yes. Because it's gone now. And that's, I say that a lot and I say it a lot um, in, if I get it, there's certain things that like I will hold out 
for knowing the value. But then if I get an offer like two or three times and they're around the same price, I don't care what the comps used to be. Like that's your market value now. If I'm getting multiple offers on that, like, yeah, I want that bigger price, but like that's not the market value right now. Of course, of course. Um, New England Betty Boop says, I always send offers for Friday and I've made many midnight offer to like sales. And on that note, um, I just remembered I did a video so YouTube takes forever. You probably know that. And I'm a mom. So like you film it and then you edit it and then you post it. And then you it. So I did an, a video this weekend and I'm just remembering that it's coming out tomorrow. <laughs> on offer to like, and I go through, I'm a data person. So I go through my data and figure out what offer to like strategies um, kind of work. And we do group, group deep dives. Um, I'm not going to fully give it away because I want you to watch it, but it, it's along the lines of kind of what you're saying. Um, and something different works for everybody. I'm very much in that boat as well. But I'm with you, like, think about what you're doing and what is working yeah. and kind of value your time, especially on Poshmark. Sending out offers takes a lot of your time. And if you're not getting a good return for it, spend your time somewhere else. And if you are getting a good return for it, have at it. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. All right. So let's talk social media. Um, you are a boss. <laughs> you have all of the social media things out there. Um, and you, so Instagram, you have, I just have a playful envy for anyone who has the swipe up feature. And I know that you do. Because you post it to the screen and I was like, oh, yeah. oh, I can't wait. So talk about, because you have only been on Instagram a year and a half. Yeah. Right. I've been on, I started as myself, just, it, it was actually my personal account. So two years ago, I, it was, I was, it was my first and middle name, Les Denae. That's what it was. And so then in October of 2019, I changed it to Leslie's Fashion Boutique because that was what my Poshmark closet was called as well. And I wasn't doing anything. I was, back then I was selling on Depop and I was just posting like what was for sale and what sold kind of thing. So at the end of the year, I was getting really lonely. By then it hit me because I was selling a lot. You know, that was the same year that I was like going and like, well, no, 2018, sorry. That's when I was like going and going and going. But then all of a sudden the end of the year got there and I was like, wait, I don't have any friends. I don't know anyone. I'm so lonely. Like I, you would literally be in tears sometimes because you know, like for people who've worked a job, when you leave, you realize that people really weren't your friends. They were just your associates and coworkers you may have had a drink with. And we were in different places. People couldn't understand why you're leaving your job kind of stuff. And Thomas, even though he's home, he does a lot. He does a flea market and he still does a whole lot of different things. So he's not home every day. And I was lonely. So my goal was to create a video first week in January. 2019, I created my first video and I posted it on YouTube. And then every other day I was on videos and I just introduced myself. I sat there for 20 minutes. So I kept saying, I'm going to do this today. I'm going to do this today. I'm going to do this. And finally I changed my shirt and I sat down for 23 minutes. And I said, I'm Leslie Tucker. And I went through a whole spiel. And then every day I would do a little bit of something added to it. And then people would start sending me messages and saying, girl, I can relate to you. Cause of course I would say, you know, I'm 49 and I would love to see, you know, older people, or I would love to see what you're doing. And, you're, and so people would send me messages on Instagram. Then I discovered IGTV and I said, this is easier than YouTube. So I left YouTube alone because I could be monetized by now. I only had 200 um, yeah. subscribers, subscribe, but I only have 200 subscribers because Instagram, bam, 10 minutes and I, I'm done. I posted and I'm done. So it just kind of started building up. January, I literally had, I remember the exact number. It was like 522 people in my community. And that when I made that first video. 
And all of a sudden it just kind of started going and uh, people would send me messages every day, like kept me in tears. Like I can relate to you. I've divorced Mm -hmm. and such and such. And then I went to my first posh party live in Philly in June and people were coming up to me. And my husband was like, you can't stop what you're doing. You have to keep doing what you're doing. And Posh Party Live New York, we made it a vacation and drove down and stayed overnight and more people. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what? And so it just kind of went from there and 10,000 hit. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, are you kidding me? It was, it was just, it was just such a net. Cause I'm just, it's just a natural thing for me. It's like, I'm an introvert and then I'm, I, I don't wear makeup and I have a bald head. So I am as true as you could be. Well, and I was going to say, and I think that is probably uh, two things from my perspective, why you have been so successful on um, social media when you are real and raw. I mean, and you are like, you get on there and you're like, what up? Like, you know, you're whatever you're doing for the day. And you're like, I'm sick today. Here's me in bed. And like, and people like that. People want that on social media. No gimmick behind what you're doing. Um, And you're also very active on social media, which is something that you have to do. And that's something that's really hard for me because I have little kids (laughs) that I don't want to be on my phone all the time. And the days that I'm, so if you are trying to do social media, it's consistency and it's being real and being your real. You don't have to be how Leslie is because that's real. Um, But those are definitely, I think the two things that make it and being consistent on there. Um, And the more you're on there and interacting with people, Because your followers are organic, right? Like you're not. They're told I've never done followers. I don't do groups or anything like that. I, I kind of went on and on um, in YouTube and just kind of found out like how I can kind of grow it. I wanted to be organic because I don't want bots. I don't want to get closed down or anything like that. And the thing was, I just had to take a deep breath and say, you know what? People will come. And I also don't want to have followers for followers. Like it really used to bother me. Like um, I don't I don't follow a lot of big name people because they don't follow you back. The one thing that people don't understand with Instagram, it only lets you have a certain amount. It's only like 7,500 or something like that. So when you see me with almost 15,000, it's not because I don't love you. You know, right. I, I, I share my love specifically. Like Lizette can tell you, she has my, my phone number. Not that many people do. So um, I share my love in little bits, but the internet. Yeah. But I, I believe just being your organic self. And I, t- I tell people that like, I just um, on the 25 things you can do if you're stuck in a house, create a month of content if you can. So if you ever see any of my posts and I was just telling you about my new page, I'll take two separate sets of pictures. So that way I can post at the same time on two different Facebook pages. Yeah. yeah. I Today I posted two videos um, one for Instagram, one for um, for YouTube. I turned my phone horizontal and I had my iPad and I, at the same time. So I'll just okay. go and edit. When I do a podcast some days, especially for my new podcast, I will tape for my phone, open up the Anchor app with my tablet on my lap and there is my content. So I think I have a content um, calendar where I just am specific about the way I create. And then the other thing I tell people, just get started. Yes. Do what works for you. One thing I do say is don't just sell. Like I love watching Tori. I love watching Sarah. Lizette is picking up her game because she's actually in my personal chat group. You don't have to show yourself. Like I used to tell Patricia, every time she come on all, I see her cute little feet or her phone. And I'm like, if that's what you're comfortable with, then go with that. But they see that you're in the car with your husband and you're on the way somewhere. You're doing something for real though. Your children are home and they're, they're um 
they're sharing for you on their, you know, spring break or whatever. Yeah. So it's real life stuff, you know, and that's what, because everybody thinks it's this big thing. It's not. It's do what works for you, what you're comfortable. A year ago, I wasn't doing this. That's what people don't understand. I was like trying to figure my way around. Yeah, well, and I think I think you hit the nail on the head, and you said it with YouTube too, because I get people too that are like, "I'm so nervous to start YouTube." I'm like, "You just have to do it." Yeah. And your first video is going to be awful, oh and, <laughs> and but that's how it yeah. works. Like you yeah. learn and you grow. And Tori just I didn't get a chance to watch it because we're in everything that's going on. We're also trying to buy and sell our house right now, so our life is just chaos. Um, but Tori just did one where they watched their first YouTube video, and I. I'm going to go back and watch it, but like you learn and you grow. And if you don't start, you're never going to do it. Yeah. Um, and I have never had a negative. I'm thinking to make yeah. sure this is true. <laughs> if, it wasn't negative, if it didn't hurt, like I didn't, don't remember. I've never had a negative con comment. Your husband is super thing. cute. He's super cute. Sarah is awesome. Totally my crush. I love it. I <laughs> well, love I it. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I, to get along. I love my honey. What, um, what was I, gonna, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I had a feeling. I <laughs> you want to meet him. So if you guys watch me, he distracted me. He's going to come on a video eventually. Right. He might, maybe he'll come down. Well, right. that's what happened with Bill. It was just like, you know, Bill I know what I love Bill and Tori. He came up off the floor and they just did their year. It's been a year that he started doing. I love their whole story. It's an episode of them on the podcast if you haven't listened. But yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, they're fun. Um, okay, sorry, we got so New England Betty Boop says, Hey, oh, she's Lisette. Hi. Um, that's too good for me too. I've heard wonderful things about you from Leslie and Tori. Oh, that's yeah, I'm I don't have to let yeah. me because I have mom brain. I am yeah. not so I was gonna this is what I was gonna say. That the, and I love what I do love about social media, if you use it correctly, it is so for your benefit because I talk to people all the time and I tell them, that's why I'm always so overwhelmed. I didn't know any of you last year. And that's the humbling part of it is if you stay humble, if you stay pure, if you stay organic and you stay true to yourself, a wonderful things can happen. I didn't know a single, look, I'm almost in tears. I didn't know a single one of you. Mm -hmm. And my community and my heart is so full every single day because I get the pleasure. Like Sarah and I didn't know each other until I reached out to her. And now the funny thing about it is, it's like the same names you see all over. And it's just like such a, and I'm like, wow, we didn't even know each other, but now we do. Yeah, and, and I, I just love, I just love that, that it's just been so welcoming. And I think you get that too when you do the organic um, following too, because you're actually really building the followers and it's hard to wait. Like I want that swipe up so yeah. bad, <laughs> but I'm also doing so. And I will say, because I am almost to that 7,500 followers. I yeah. had my, well, I had my Styles LLC when I was doing a, my upcycling. Okay. Know anything about Instagram. So I was going on and doing the mass following. So like, now you have all of that. Yeah. And so I'm like, it looks like I do the mass following, but since I've been doing it for ups or reselling, I haven't been doing it. Um, so I want to throw that disclaimer out there, but I am building it organically and it built a lot slower, but then you're building real relationships. True, like, true relationships. Like just about everyone here, like Bill and Tori, like we connected, they were on the podcast. And when I met them at Poshfest, like, wow, I went, um, I've been taking my podcast on the road now because of some things going on. I had to cancel two places. I was going to surprise people where I was going. I was coming oh. in your direction. Um, oh. I was in May, 
Um, and then I was going to go to Colorado and where else? Are you in Colorado or Seattle? Yeah. You're in Colorado. So Colorado would have been June. Seattle would have been May. Um, so we'll see. But I, I did my podcast and we I just say to people, look, tell me a restaurant. Let's just meet. I went to Massachusetts and yeah, I met nine people. But then 25 people showed up. And when I say, oh, my gosh, I was humble. It wasn't a passion sip. It was nothing. They came to spend time with me right. and to build a community. And I told everybody, when you leave, look at the person to your left and right. Now you've made some friends and connections. That's how I met Lizette. Like she and her husband, Andrew, came out and they were on the podcast. And that's what I'm all about. I'm about like I, they didn't pay me any money. I spent my money to go so that I can build communities and people can meet each other and get to do some things that they say they don't because it's not a passion sip in my area. They say it's not a passion sip. And I'm like, you can have your own, but you know what? Let me go around and try to bring some people because it amazes you that all these people live in the same place and they don't know each other. And it's, it's a hard first step and you know how to do it and you can do it. And that's kind of what my YouTube lives have been yeah. Um, to like, we were talking about this before it started, but just, I don't know everything and you can have so much in learning from each other and it's hard to build a YouTube channel. It's hard to have those platforms. It's hard to take that step in. And just because you don't do that doesn't mean that you don't have something to say. Sure. And so I want to bring people on that have, so you don't have to have 10,000 followers to have an opinion and have valuable information. And that's why I'm doing these lives. Um, I do have people on there that have 10,000 followers and have information. Yeah. I've also had people on there who aren't even like my, one of the people on eBay, my eBay panel yesterday, she does, she's not really on Instagram. She could care less. Um, but she has so much useful information that no one would ever know if they were on here. So on that note too, if you guys want to come on my live, um, anyone out there, you have useful information or you just want to come on and chat, um, let's do it. Send me a DM and we will set it up. Life is a bit chaotic right now, though. <laughs> I will say. Um, um, the house situation, sure. Our house is under contract. Um, <laughs> and we are looking for a new house. And my husband went to the inspection today on the house that we put an offer on. Mm -hmm. And he got home right as we came down to do this. So I am, like, cringing to it's know really how this and if we're yeah. actually are going to have somewhere to move. Um, yeah. No, it's super exciting. It's just chaos right now. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about before we um, started, we were talking about your new venture that you're doing. It's not reselling, but I think it's a very inspirational and I mean, it really touched me. So I do want people to know about it. I want you to talk a little bit about the new venture that you are. Um yeah. So a lot of people are already following me because that was kind of how I wanted to get at the only way I could really kind of get a little bit of followers going. I have a new, um, everything so it's a instagram page i have a website a youtube channel a podcast and everything twitter everything am i really bald and people at first people thought it was um they weren't really happy some of the people who contacted me and i said well it has nothing to do with you am i really bald and the reason i called it that is because i suffer from a condition called alopecia it's an autoimmune system um and it's scarring alopecia where the follicles fall out it will never grow back again and i kind of mentioned a little bit on a reseller's passion and i said oh people were like really receptive so i said let me see if i can do something else and now i want to start advocating but not only for me but for anyone who thinks they're different you know, regardless if you're in the LGBTG community, if you have been through some abuse or some challenges like that, I want you to see that I'm a weirdo and I've gone through some things. I've been, I was abused as a child. My brother died in front of me three weeks before my birthday. I have all that on the podcast. Um, he drowned um, three weeks before my seventh birthday. I've been through a lot of stuff. 
and I want to share my stuff. And people send me who don't want to be on the podcast, send me anonymous letters. It's stuff that makes me cry. They've been raped as a child and um, childhood, childhood abortion and all kinds of stuff. So I just want to kind of give back and do something different outside of reselling and just to touch, you know, community. Because I consider myself to be a community builder. It's moving slow, but that's the organic part of it that also people get to see a little bit more of me. Like um, tomorrow I'll be posting me actually shaving my head because I had it scarred. So if it were to grow, this is all going to be bald in there. It's like really smooth in there. So I just shaved it today. So I'm going to show you me actually shaving my head and kind of explain a little bit. So that'll be on there. And I'll probably put one post on a reseller's passion, but I just want people to share. We're all weird in some kind of way. There's no one better than you. I tell people that all the time, but at 50, I'm living the best life. I'm having the time of my life. I miss my children. I miss my children because they're everywhere. My son's in Korea, really. You know, he's he's making me so proud, but I'm also missing him. Two birthdays in a row. Oh. But if I can touch someone else. And the, the thing about it is I'm just an everyday person. I love that the media is, you know, highlighting these, the women who are like famous and stuff, but just to see someone who's normal like me. So. And it's. I, I like have tears in my eyes. I'm trying not to cry, but it, you are truly amazing because it takes such a strong person to be that vulnerable on social media and you're doing it for you, but you're also doing it for other people to have a voice that can't do it. And having them be able to have that story, even if it's anonymous, yeah. it really, really means a lot and to be able to talk. And you are an amazing person for being. Oh, thank you. For, like you brought tears to my eyes because someone, for people that you don't even know. And yeah, like someone said that like my friend who had, she, she had just lost her mother and she sent me the letter and she sent it um, because her mother. So if you listen or even go to my, my blog and read it, resellerspassion.com, her parent was a narcissist and she was saying, oh, I don't even want to talk about it because I don't want my brother to hear it. And so I'm telling stories. My family is still around. My brother's the only one that died. And like, you don't think your mother's going to be. I'm like, well, it's my story to tell. I'm not telling her chapter. I'm yeah. telling my story. I know, like, but that takes a very strong yeah, person. And that's that. because yeah. I got to get it out. Like when he died, I talk about everybody forgot me. Like no, I, no one asked me how I was feeling. I was there when he died. No one asked me how I was feeling, took care of me, nothing. So it's like now it's starting to come out where, you know what? I'm 50. Who cares? Exactly. <laughs> that's how I feel. When it does happen with age. Care, you know? My husband is very much like, I can't wait until I'm an old man and I can just say whatever <laughs> I want and no one cares. Yeah, tell my husband's 62 years old and he doesn't care about nothing. Seriously, yeah. like get these kids out of here because I told you he's been a he's been a parent longer than me. Get him out. You know, yeah. we, have, we have two seniors in high school. Okay, bye. And I'm like, wait, I want to make sure I have a place for my kids to sleep. He was like, um, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, look at my babies. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> they better stay at a hotel or something when they come. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Um, I think we touched on everything that I kind of quickly outlined, but if there is anything else or if other people have questions before we um, wrap this up, if there's anything else that you, you got a quick question, quick question, <laughs> five, 10, 15, 20. <laughs> um, well, first I just, I really want to thank you for having me on Sarah. Um, I really appreciate it so much it's been um yeah I, I also just want everybody to just be safe and the things that i talk about sarah and i we didn't really touch too much on the virus situation but what i want to say is all you control can control is you and your environment 
If you have children, just take care of you and your children. Do what you need to do. If you have extra to give, then give that. It's not selfish just to say, I want to take care of my family. It really isn't. But if you stay in front of the TV, if you stay on social media, you're going to create anxiety and depression for yourself. You can't control. There's only so much education you can get. And also listen to the scientists and the doctors. Don't get political about it because it's a whole different thing going on. You want to hear about the medical stuff. Okay. You want to make sure if you've got a cough or a fever or whatever, that you're not sick, but take care of you. That's why I, I, I take care of me and my babies. And um, that's all you can do. That's where I find peace at because my son is in South Korea and he and his, he and his, well, he's a private first class in the army. And they, the other day I woke up to his stories on Instagram where he had a gas mask on and I wasn't awake. So you can imagine yeah. where it took me. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And I said, well, let me lay down for a minute. I, I get up and they've got gas masks in a full body suit and they're cleaning everything and spraying and stuff. So he's right in the midst of it. I just want my baby to come home in May. Like he's supposed to come home. So yeah. if I have know that my child is somewhere where it is bad, then just imagine how can I experience peace? Because I do. I woke up this morning and I'm just grateful. And, you know, it's a mindset. that's the best you can do, friends. Yeah. And I think you have to, in any aspect, social media and the media in general is great because we have so much information, but you have to find your balance. Um, mm -hmm. And that's the other thing with my social media is I can't be on there all the time because it gives yeah. me anxiety. When yeah. I see all it, like all I'm seeing are all of these sellers yeah. selling all these packages, then I start to doubt myself and like, and so I have to limit myself for just my job, but then also with stuff like this is helping happening and everybody has a different tipping point. So and that's exactly what I was saying, because I just, I, I said, see, for me, it's like, you know what? I'm empowered by that because I'm, I'm like, you know what? Sarah did amazing this week. What, let me see if I can find one tidbit, you know, in there. Lizette did a wonderful job. Let me see what I can find out what Lizette did. Yeah. What breaks my heart though is a lot of people don't share, you know, it's enough. If I'm doing something, I'm going to share it with you. Yeah. But that's just me. But so do limit yourself. Social media has built my business exponentially. So I'll stay on it. But the key is not scrolling through. Put yeah. my stuff on there and walk away. That's it. Well, and that's where for me, the building that organic is because yeah. I, I'm not... I don't know how to say this and not sound, I'm not, when I go through and I look at other people that I don't know, you start to like compare yourself because you yeah. don't know them. But when yeah. I know you personally, I'm like, good job, yeah. Leslie. Like, you, did, you know, yeah. like rooting on, like you can only build so many at a time and it's more of that organic. But I do the same thing. I, I, cause I want people to know that I do the same thing. We all get in that where we get doubt space. Yeah. But then what happens is I have to take a moment and say, you know what, Leslie, their why is different than yours. Yeah. And that's where it brings the reality. I just go, you know what? Their why is different than yours. Sarah's a reseller, but she's doing something totally different than you're doing. So of course she's going to have different results. I haven't been reselling as much because I used to do a whole lot, but I'm building a different type of business. My brand is bending instead of going, you know, straight up. Different so, eyes, right. Yeah. And I think that's important to know is, and that's what, when I get the self-doubt, I'm a numbers person. I yeah. look at my numbers yeah. and I'm like, you're good, Sarah. Like your numbers are really good. What this person yeah. is doing, you're hitting your goals. You are doing what you need to be doing. So yep. that was a great note to end on. I think actually, um, and I don't see any other questions. It yep. has really been, yes, it has been a pleasure to have you on. Um, 
Leslie has so many things going on. Um, her link tree for a reseller's passion is down below, but she has a reseller passions podcast on Instagram as well. And then her new one, I am I really bald on Instagram as well. Um, but she is very active. So if you reach out to her, I, should, I answer every DM that comes, I answer everything that comes. Yeah. Everything and so if you have questions about anything that came up today, you can contact her on a reseller's passion or leave comments down below if you're watching this in the recording um, and I will make sure that she gets them or if it's something I can answer, I'll answer it as well. Um, so thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe to my channel if you like content like this. If you want to come on my live and chat about all the things or you have a great idea or there's something that you want to see me talk about um, and bring people on as well. I'm open to all of those things. Um, make sure to subscribe. Give us a like if you liked this live and stay safe out there. And I hope everyone has a wonderful night. Take care, friends. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sarah. I appreciate